Hello, shalom from Jerusalem. We want to welcome everyone to this week's ICEJ weekly webinar. It's Thursday, 4 p.m. here in Jerusalem. A warm shalom to you. I'm David Parsons, uh, the, uh, one of the vice presidents and the senior spokesman here at the International Christian Embassy. And we're having an exciting time uh, that is all based uh, around our theme today. We, we've taken uh, the, today's webinar topic basically out uh, 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 reflection of our International Leadership Conference. This is an annual meeting of all our national directors, representatives, some of our key supporters from around the world. And we're talking today about the global reach of Christian Zionism. And my, do we have a real picture and image of that at this uh, week's ILC gathering in Jerusalem. We're at the beautiful uh, Beit Yehuda Hotel and Conference Center near the Jerusalem Zoo, a nice and quiet corner of Jerusalem, very green and all, where we're enjoying the spring and our first time together uh, in uh, two years because of Corona. We haven't had a chance to do the feast in person our Envision Pastors Conference, our International Leadership Conference, these important gatherings we hold each year. This is the first time we've been able to hold one of these in person. And I can report that we have uh, around 50 of our representatives that have come in from uh, around 25 countries from abroad that are here with us this week. And we also have 186 people who are joining us for online, uh, they're, they're able to access all the business meetings that we're having uh, from another 51 countries. So we're talking almost 250 people when we add in some of our Jerusalem staff, the people taking part in this hybrid uh, in-person and online conference from over 75 countries. And that's uh, quite uh, an amazing testimony to this topic of how the Christian Zionist movement has spread and is growing and is large and it has expanded its reach all around the world. We have all continents represented here and we're just glad that you joined us today to hear a little bit uh, about this. And uh, let me just start out by saying that the, the International Christian Embassy Jerusalem We've been here for 42 years now, and when we were founded in 1980, there were 32 nations represented at the dedication of our first building at the Feast of Tabernacles, September 1980. And uh, I think there were around 45 countries, uh, Christians from around 40 countries, attending the feast that week, and we had over 30. It was around 32, 35 nations that were at the dedication when we founded this ministry and at that first feast and even through our first 10 or 15 years of the Christian Embassy, uh, the base of our support, most of our support came from European Christians, uh, Christians in European countries in North America, US and Canada, some of the British Commonwealth countries and within that, you'd have a few uh, people sprinkled in from, say, Latin America, Africa, Asia, uh, and, and such. Not many from the Middle East. 
and uh, they had their uh, motivations. Some of them had uh, knew the history of Christian anti-Semitism against the Jews in Europe, especially by the established churches in Europe. Some of them knew uh, probably more or even had lived through some of the events of World War II and especially the Holocaust, so there was a lot of sympathy to do something for the Jewish people, whatever other reasons and motivation. Uh, you know, it was tended to be a more European, North American uh, movement, and we still have very strong support in all of those countries. We're going to hear from some of them today, but over the last 20 to 25 years, the body of Christ has been growing at phenomenal rates all over the world, especially in what we call the global south, Latin America, Africa, and Asia. I know we used to pray for what we call the 1040 window. This is where most of the world's population was concentrated in certain nations uh, above and below the equator uh, in, in Latin America, Africa, and Asia. We were praying for a revival there. There were sort of Western Christian missionaries who went in there. But over the last 20 years or so, most of the revival and the spread of the gospel in these nations has been carried by indigenous ministries, indigenous preachers, evangelists, apostles, prophets, and, uh, and along with it has come a love for Israel so that as the, the churches have grown, the evangelical churches have grown in the global south, so has the support for Israel and we've seen it reflected in our own ministry. Today we have branch offices in around 95 countries, either a branch office or an official representative there. We have a reach into about 170 nations worldwide, and we want to give a little taste of where this support is coming from today. It's unprecedented, it's phenomenal. All past Christian generations, just it's largely a history of hatred and contempt for the Jews, saying they were cursed to endless wandering for killing Christ. And there's been a tremendous sea change in the last hundred years or so, the rebirth of Israel, the Jewish uh, reunification of Jerusalem in, uh, in 1967, all of these events have proven the Bible right, it's helped spread the gospel, and now we have Christian supporters of Israel all over the world. We want to welcome uh, them today. We have uh, Fene Detoka, who's going to be representing Fiji and the, uh, the Pacific Islands. We have my brother Danny uh, Padmo from India, uh, and he has an incredible, incredible testimonies in his life, but particularly about how he's seen and how he has helped grow Christian support for Israel. We have uh, brother David uh, Silu from Ivory Coast. He's part of a big ministry there and can talk about Ivory Coast, French-speaking Africa, all of Africa, what God is doing there to build love for Israel. And, Doc, and, and uh, Gottfried Bueller, who is head of our German branch, the brother of our president, Dr. Jürgen Bueller, who, uh, um, Gottfried, you, let's start out with you. You've been uh, familiar with Embassy, I think since 1991, your first feast. You knew Christian Stefan, who founded our German branch early on and did so much work, built such a good base there. And now you're actually our, our highest producing branch in the world in terms of funding efforts here and doing so much 
but give us a little history, your own encounter with Israel, with the Christian embassy, and with the branch that was founded there by uh, your predecessor, um, uh, Christian Stefan. Yes, um, thank you, David. Thank you for the invitation, and uh, shalom from Jerusalem. Um, especially if there are any German-speaking people, ich grüße euch ganz herzlich aus Jerusalem. <laughs> Um, I think if you're talking about Zion and uh, Zionism and these things, we have to, first of all, we have to look back. And I think in my eyes, the first non-Jewish Zionist in the world was Ruth, Ruth, <laughs> right? Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew word is interesting-wise, Reut, which means um, a care, caretaker or helper, mm. yeah, and I think that could be a good foundation. She mentioned these famous words, uh, your God is my God and your people are my people. And I think that's, that's a good foundation if we're talking about Zionism and Zionists. Mm. But uh, if you look back in Germany, the interesting story is that in the midst of the 19th uh, century, the, f the, the first bishop after the um, <coughs> first church in, the, um, in Acts, in the Bible, so 1,800 years later, the first bishop in Jerusalem was a German Jew, Michael Solomon Alexander. Alexander. Mm -hmm. yes. And he was a Jew and he converted to uh, uh, Christianity and they were building this Christ church and the interesting thing was there were many Germans um, especially from the southern part of Germany and they were touched I think by by heaven by God mm -hmm. to come to Israel to come to Jerusalem and um, to help people to help the poor to help uh, getting jobs to build up hospitals and and they did a lot of efforts together and we have to understand this people have been um, from the Lutheran Church, also Prussian uh, Church, and they connected with um, British people with the Evangelical Church, and they didn't talk about uh, denominational uh, differences. They were, they were uh, working together. They were celebrating services together. They had uh, one Sunday a service in German language and then in English language and then in Hebrew and Arabic language. So this was a phenomenal um, <coughs> step from the nations, from Germany and England, to, towards Jerusalem to help, to serve, um, and to bring God's love in the land. Yeah? And we, we know all the, um, the history, the sad history in Germany, what, what um, decades later um, uh, went out from Germany, yeah, the six million Jews which Nazi Germany murdered and, and all these um, bad things. But uh, after, the sec after the Shoah and with the foundation of the Bundesrepublik Deutschland, the Federal Republic of Germany, and let me say in the 80s, 90s, something broke out. Yeah, something maybe larger broke out and there were many uh, more and more people, yeah, more and more people who were touched by God and His Word um, to, 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 uh, towards Jerusalem, towards Israel. And today there is a, um, 
I feel there is a hunger in many churches. Um, how can we help Jerusalem? How can we help Israel? We need to know more. We lost our, our connection to Jerusalem. We lost our roots. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is a movement going on, and, and uh, I'm very blessed and I'm happy to work in Germany and see so many people involving in this movement towards Jerusalem mm -hmm. and Israel. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, the, um, the church had, had detached itself for centuries from the Jewish people, but exactly. getting this, this uh, burden back uh, for Israel, the Jewish people. You know, you talked about some of the hospitals and uh, schools and clinics that Protestant, evangelical churches uh, and all, and missions planted here in the land of Israel throughout the Middle East. We, we've just learned that... Uh, you know, the Abraham Accords, the United Arab Emirates, some of these Arabs are, they're not only normalizing relations with Israel, but they're, they're welcoming and warming up to evangelicals because they know these were the people who built hospitals and schools and whatever for them uh, centuries ago, a couple of 100, 150 years ago, that they had a heart for these people. Yes, and not, not only hospitals and schools and, and uh, uh, um, caritative work. Um, there was uh, this Konrad Schick, yes. also a German, a German from the Black Forest, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the region where I'm from. And um, he actually he was influencing the picture, the architectural, architectonical picture of Jerusalem until today. And there are many mm -hmm. buildings which are still there and they are under uh, special uh, um, uh, security, so mm -hmm. not, not to put them away. So there was a big influence from Germany, a positive influence from mm -hmm. Germany. People came to serve, mm -hmm. so they didn't want to get anything, they came to serve. Yeah. Now I know uh, Christian Stefan, your father was a preacher in Germany. He was a teacher but went around, uh, 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 Christian Stefan was a teacher, a school teacher, but he had a heart for Israel, went around everywhere pre uh, preaching about uh, Israel, getting people to German Christians to plant trees. And I think, uh, um, you know, when we started out in 1980, the Christian embassy was sort of viewed as part of this fringe movement, those, those Israel crazies and all. But you think uh, what you're describing now is that the, the Christian Zionist movement, this love for Israel, it's gone mainstream among mainstream evangelicals. How, how many, uh, I know the chairman of the Pentecostal Fellowship, largest uh, church in, uh, in Germany, He's, uh, he's our chairman, so it must be really having an impact there. Yeah, there is, I think there is a change uh, going on. And um, it's not as large as I would hope yes. it would be in these days, but there is a change going on. Many people's um, hearts are touched. And I think what they discover is not the folklore of Israel and, and this stuff, but they discover that there are Hebraic um, uh, roots, that there are biblical roots which we lost um, <coughs> in the history of the church. Mm -hmm. And they are, um, I feel a hunger, they are hungry. They, mm -hmm. They're coming to us and they, they're asking us, uh, please come to our church and teach us mm -hmm. about 
our roots. They're we tired of hearing about replacement theology. Yes, and they are people, um, they, they learn Hebrew. They yeah. start learning Hebrew, understanding, um, they have this desire to understand better what's, what, what, what was written in the Bible, mm -hmm. in the original language. Mm -hmm. They are interested about archaeology, about these finds which you have here literally every day. You know? mm -hmm. They are studying about um, these old scrolls which are found in Qumran and mm -hmm. on other places which prove their belief, which prove their faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. which show us that the Bible is right and Amen. nothing changed. Oh man, it helps you <laughs> preach the restoration of Israel, helps you preach the gospel. Even even uh, uh, Peter in Acts 3, when, when he's preaching the gospel, he says, look, it all ends with the restoration of all things yes. to bring back Jesus. Yeah. That's exciting. <clears throat> we want to turn to David Silu. He's our national director in the Ivory Coast. I think to talk about the growth of uh, Christian Zionism, pro-Israel support uh, among Christians for Israel in, say, West Africa, French-speaking Africa, all of Africa, you first have to talk about the growth of the church, the evangelical church, and what's been happening over the last 20, 40 years. I mean, I mean, you, it's a continent that uh, has gone from less than 100 million to around, I think, uh, 500 million believers now, born-again believers. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David, before I start to explain, yeah. uh, let me just greet my people yes, please. in French. Yes. Bonjour à tous. Je voudrais dire merci à toute la francophonie qui nous suit dans ce webinaire. C'est la première édition de la conférence internationale des leaders ici à Jérusalem dans le cadre de ICD. Et après euh, la pandémie de la COVID-19, euh, il fallait quand même que euh, la francophonie soit présente à, ce, à cette première rencontre stratégique d'ailleurs. Et nous avons fait fort. Dieu nous a permis d'être là et nous sommes heureux d'être là. Je voudrais, au nom donc de toute la francophonie, euh, dire bonjour à tous ceux qui nous suivent pendant euh, ce webinaire, saluer tous les francophones eux-mêmes, à commencer par nos amis de la francophonie de l'Europe, de l'Amérique du Nord, euh, de l'Amérique du Sud, de l'Afrique et euh, probablement de ceux d'Asie aussi. Je vous salue vous tous. Soyez bénis, nous sommes ici pour vous représenter. Let's that the Zionists in Africa, uh, in the church in Africa, particularly in Africos, my country. Um, you know that um, uh, the human being work by priority. Um, in Africa, the, we received the gospel first uh, because that was the priority when the missionary came, which is as Jesus. And then uh, now we understand that we need to know our roots, uh, that bond that to Israel. It's very important. 
uh, Africa has always been the story of Israel. Uh, we remember uh, since the time of Abraham, uh, we remember that uh, all the uh, Jacob and uh, his son went to, to Egypt, which yes. is in Africa. Yes. And then um, we remember that there is many, many people from Africa uh, uh, that the Bible is talking about. Mm. Um, Africa is one of the parts of Israel. Mm. The church in Africa start understand that now mm. because um, for many years now, I see the uh, come in Africa through several people, mm -hmm. uh, particularly in Africos. We start in the churches to know really about the importance of the relationship between the church and Israel um, through ICD. And let me uh, explain you an experience, personal experience that I get in the in this room. One day, a pastor of mine come and say, uh, Pastor David, you are the ICD director in Avricos. Can you help my church? Come and explain to my people why the church must support Israel. I say, really? Mm. You can do that, you are a pastor. <laughs> you went to Bible school. Uh, why you, 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 you don't know that? He said, sorry, my, in my, at the Bible school, they didn't teach me the necessity for me, like a scripture, mm -hmm. to get a good relationship with Israel, to support Israel. Mm. They teach me at the Bible school how to pray the gospel, how to help people, how to, 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 to assist people, that is all. Mm. But not uh, to get a relationship with Israel. But I understand that now that is important, because the Bible said that we are the branch of the same tree. Mm -hmm. That is, we are the branch of the same tree. Jews, people, and Christians are the branch of the same tree. That's, for, for that reason, we need to know our brothers, yes. Jews, and to see how to work with them, how to help Israel. Mm -hmm. So when the pastor explained me that, I said, okay, that is good. Let me organize the conference for pastors in the country, and then that will be for me the opportunity to explain uh, to all of them the importance of the relationship between Israel and the church. And what is what I did? And uh, at that conference, the we, 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 we bring together uh, around uh, 150 pastors from different churches mm -hmm. and from different denominations. It was a very good conference. From mm -hmm. that time, now in my country, most of the church knows what is uh, the science in uh, the, 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 the church.
-hmm. What is the importance of relationship mm -hmm. uh, between the church and the Jews? Mm -hmm. um, I think that that is the same thing that we are doing, uh, not only in Africa, but in uh, other parts of Africa, uh, in West Africa, in Central Africa, in East Africa. Uh, there is uh, more and more people now who are very interested in the churches uh, by uh, uh, to Israel and the 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 the, the organized seminars, conferences uh, to explain uh, the importance of the relationship between the church and the Jewish people. We, it's not perfect, but we are working for that. We are working for that, and we are doing our best. And we trust the Lord because we know that that is what the Lord wants us to do. Uh, it's very clear. Uh, the Lord wants the church to be a part of uh, the Jews, to comfort Israel, mm -hmm. to defend Israel, to protect Israel. That is the uh, that 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 is our mission. That's our mission. Mm -hmm. And so. Um, in, um, in in our countries in Africa, particularly in uh, francophone, mm -hmm. uh, French-speaking countries, Africa, we are working to help the church mm -hmm. to know the importance of the relationship. Mm -hmm. It sounds like that that same spiritual hunger that uh, God Godfrey just spoke about in in the people that they're hungry to know you know, the exactly. Jewishness of Jesus. Exactly. It helps with your own identity. I've, I've been to uh, East Africa four times in recent years, mm -hmm. all over Tanzania, preached everywhere, and the people there are so hungry to know about Israel, to hear from the, the man of God from Jerusalem. And I've just noticed that, you know, there was one meeting where, uh, like you said, there was a pastor s said he had been to Bible school, mm -hmm. but he was taught nothing on Israel. Exactly. Well, we're in a meeting where there's there's bishops of churches on their knees crying, and and it's in Swahili. And I say, what's going on? He says, and my host said they're repenting that in when they went to Bible school, they were taught replacement theology and mm -hmm. they're repenting that they were ever taught it. Mm -hmm. It was white Christian missionaries mm -hmm. who brought all sorts of convoluted and twisted doctrines and taught them mm -hmm. and that they, they felt a certain shame and burden of their guilt mm -hmm. for even listening to them. It wasn't something indigenous and I find it in Africa that it's a simple statement of faith, very simple, very solid, wise. The, the Israel of the Bible is the same as the Israel of today, exactly. and there's a hunger to know more about that relationship and the, and the purpose of God. You think God is blessing Ivory Coast Amen. for standing with Israel? Oh, uh, yes. Um, you know, in, um, in, 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 in Africa, in Africa, uh, the church has a good experience with um, Israel now. And we believe that the Lord will bless Africans, but not, so, not, not, not only Africans, but all the countries yes. who did that. Yes. Uh, all the countries who did that will be blessed by the Lord because the Lord said that if we bless Israel, we will be blessed also. Yes. If we pray for Israel, the Lord will bless us. Yes. Uh, that is why 
uh, in our countries, every year when we have the Feast of Tabernacle, uh, we did our best to mobilize uh, people to come. I think I've seen up to 400 people from Exa Ivory Coast exactly. there. It's wonderful. Exactly. It's this year, this year, uh, last Friday, we got a, a meeting uh, for that yeah. uh, to discuss uh, um, how, how to mobilize people to come. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Lord opened at the door with the government yes. of our country. The government every year help us mm. to come yes. uh, by paying the ticket and the yeah, helping subsidize yes, your, to come your to visit. To yes. Because we explain to the government the importance for them, for the nation to get blessed. To get blessing, wow. they need to bless Israel. Wow, praise and the Lord. And our, our government understand that. Yeah. So when you like that in Germany, hey, hey. <laughs> so this year in next October we will come. Oh, bless you, yeah, brother. We, we look forward to, to more. I know that Ivory Coast is also a, a hub for the gospel, for uh, gospel television, radio, everything throughout French-speaking uh, exactly. West Africa. Exactly. Very important. You're going to uh, bring many others from other countries in, in uh, along with you, and that's very important. And we know... Uh, um, uh, Apostle Apollinaire, exactly. who's the chairman of our branch in Ivory Coast, and you exactly. working as our national director. You're doing a great job. We look forward to hosting your folks at the Feast of Tabernacles too, and all the good things you're doing. I think we have some visits coming up. We're going to have someone speaking there or something soon, uh, but uh, it's just great. And I've seen that love and that fire in Africa in incredible ways. Uh, been to Ivory Coast, seen it in East Africa as well, and it's okay. exciting. We uh, now want to turn to uh, brother, brother Danny, Pastor Danny from India, who has many had many miracles in his life. I know God has has healed you twice, uh, and uh, we you know that's for another time to tell some of that. But I know you have had a heart for Israel for many years. And you really um, ha have visited here for many years. You've spoken in like all these local Jewish messianic congregations, but you had a special way of, of uh, encouraging in Christians in India to pray for Israel, to have a heart for them. Tell us a little about that. Thank you, David, for inviting me. And if you want to say hi in uh, Hindi. <laughs> yeah. Jai S. Masiki and uh, greetings from Jerusalem to all my Indian viewers. Yes. Um, thank you, David, uh, for inviting me to share about this. Uh, you know, um, my first trip was in 2007. Uh, before uh, uh, I became a Christian, I was a Hindu. I spent many years in Hinduism and then finally we got saved and uh, we came to know Jesus. That was very blessing. And I have uh, started my ministry also and simply pastoring in one of the church, but I never uh, um, uh, know more about much about the Israel and the Jewish people, even I'm pastoring. So my first visit when I came to Israel in 2006, uh, and then my heart uh, really very much felt for Israel and Jewish people. Then I started studying uh, what, I, what should I know? And then I, the first scripture I learned that when you bless Israel, you will be blessed. And then I studied about more uh, Jewish, uh, about in India. Uh, when you look at uh, 
the longest and largest religious in India is the Hinduism. The first Jew in India is uh, Saint Thomas, who all the way from Jerusalem to uh, India, he traveled at the time of 52 AD and uh, he died only, there only. And he spent his life and life and uh, uh, he brought uh, the gospel and which uh, brought the revival in India. So at that stage, he was the first Jew in India and uh, uh, after that, in 1938, between 47, there was uh, 2,000 Jews from Europe. All the way from Europe, they traveled to India and they started growing. Uh, like uh, that number increased up to 20,000. After 70 years, it was uh, 50,000. And now it's coming down because the many Jewish people we found from India, um, which called the tribe of Ben Manashe, um, they are very much, uh, you know, uh, passion and intention to come back to their own land. Um, as I know my experience, when people, um, if Indian person, if he settled in America, would you like to come back to India? He says, no, no, America is good. I am fine with in America. I don't want to come back to India. The same way, I met many Jewish people in India personally, and when I asked them, do you like to uh, go back to Israel? The tears coming because uh, um, they're waiting to go back to their own land mm -hmm. and they're very much uh, even the government providing uh, um, the government has treated them as a minorities to provide many um, many services and many things giving freely even though but their heart to come back to go back to their own land so then my heart felt for Israel and then I started working uh, for Israel, something I want to do from my country as an Indian for the Jewish people. The first of all, I started. Uh, I want to stand for Israel. I did nearly three, four rallies in India for Israel to stand for Israel and uh, to pray for Israel. And the third thing, uh, to support for Israel. So that is my that was my intention. Um, by the same time, uh, within uh, within three, four years period, I raised a hundred thousand. Uh, people to pray for India, mm. to pray for Israel for all of, from all over the India. So we have 29 states in India, every part of India. We, um, we have a uh, people, passion for Israel. Uh, northern part, eastern part, western part, uh, southern part, uh, every corner of in India, ICJ, we started a, uh, a branch and um, uh, the only thing Every state is now standing for Israel. That was really um, very blessed. And even uh, in the many pastors nowadays, um, I see uh, not only not only churches are coming to love Israel. I see that there was many Hindus also. Um, I have some testimonies. Uh, yeah, uh, Hindus also, Hindu religious people also are coming to love and stand for Israel because they were telling that oh. And Jewish people, they are very intelligent, they are very knowledge, uh, they invented everything uh, in the world like that, you know. They are coming really to know more about Israel and to pray for Israel, like that's happening. But um, all my traveling to Israel, um, you know, 
100,000, raising 100,000 people to pray for Israel every day. It's a not a simple issue, mm -hmm. but uh, you know. You had a new, a unique it, way of getting it, exactly, them to pray yeah, for Israel. Yeah, exactly. I, I never ask the people, but when I meet the churches or pastors, uh, I, I more focused and targeted on pastors. Um, when I used to come to Israel, I take some acros in uh, which is which is uh, the little uh, coins, ten agro coins yes. from the and, shekel. Uh, yeah, and uh, you can see a menorah yeah. on that uh, coin. So I used to give them, please keep it with you, and uh, and the pastor keep it in the church, and he always remember. <laughs> he, he took big bags of agro yeah. Israeli coins Even back to Israel, handed them out. Ten thousand? Yeah, many? Um, how more than I took 50,000 coins. Fifty thousand coins. Yeah. Handing them out to Christians, say, remember Everybody. to pray for Israel. Yeah. Yeah. What a unique. Uh, uh, exactly. Uh, so the the coin, if it reaches for one pastor, you know, the pastor encourages all the congregation to pray for Israel and to stand for Israel. That happened, mm -hmm. uh, and even in in the year 2020, when we had a first uh, uh, India ICJ national conference in Chennai, there was every, there was a a huge gathering from every corner of the mm -hmm. uh, country in India um, and the many leaders they came at the same time Yurugan and our president Yurugan and vice president Mohamed Kola they came all the way from Jerusalem to India really they encouraged all the leaders in India uh, just to stand and how to pray and mm -hmm. how to stand and how to support mm -hmm. so we have raised a little bit money but uh, the the people who gave for the who blessed Israel, they uh, they shared their testimonies how they got blessed. Yes. I have a three uh, powerful testimonies from Mumbai, Pastor Rajan Cherian, and uh, even uh, from Chennai, Pastor Stephen Viswasam, uh, and even from Hyderabad, um, Pastor M V Thomas. How they brought millions of rupees, which is the cost of the land. After they bless Israel, mm -hmm. uh, they got uh, millions of cost of their land, very uh, like a, a smaller price. Mm -hmm. So they, they got discounts on land they exactly, needed for their exactly. ministries. The, they believed wow. that uh, I bless Israel, so yeah. um, they got the blessing. But at mm -hmm. the same time, uh, after I working for Israel, even I have a ministry. Uh, in 2017, I had a gas explosion. Many of you know that how God saved me uh, in the fire uh, while the, I see I had experience in the fire. But uh, the Lord of Israel, he saved me and he brought me from the death to life. You, you had uh, horrible burns all over exactly, your body yeah. from an explosion. Yes, my face and everything even burned. But uh, the Lord of Israel. Eight days later, you walk out of the hospital totally healed. Exactly. Nine days, eight days, I got You can't healed. find a scar. Yeah, on even you. the doctors who tried to, uh, uh, you know, put some laser treatment, uh, they, were, they were shocked. <laughs> and they accepted that, yes, your God only did this. And uh, yeah. even in our science medical um, service, we never see this kind, this kind of burnings, uh, total mm -hmm. healing. So that was really a second life for me. Uh, I believe that because of uh, um, the blessing, when you bless Israel, uh, the blessing comes to you in many aspects, many ways, mm -hmm. not only financially, but I got uh, my blessing, uh, it's a life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
so it's a life. I, I, I see some people, they receive the blessing when they stand and they support Israel. When they started their churches to pray every day, um, they received a, in different way the blessing. But I can say as a national director on behalf of ICJ, this is what truth. We people in India uh, really, um, you know, received the blessings. But uh, there is a blessing, I can tell that exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I know this testimony of how God dramatically healed you after you were severely burned by this gas exactly, explosion. Yeah, you remind me. I I remember you saying how some of the other pastors in your town, it's a big town, Vijawade, and I've been there with you, ministered uh, all over the country, all a very enjoyable time. But how you said they they were afraid to come visit you in the hospital because they didn't think you were going to make it. Yes, and yeah. uh, and they didn't have much faith themselves. And exactly, and after I yeah. got healed after nine days, and again they slowly started to come to see me. Yeah, oh, we are so sorry. They confessed the past. They confessed. They didn't have the faith. The Lord of Israel only healed you. We thought that you will die. So, but it was an angel that came to you in a vision when exactly. you were still that, burning. That, that, that said, I am, was really. I know you. Who are you? You that, said, I yeah, know you from Jerusalem. Uh, 2017, I, I finished my trip to Israel. That time I attended for the Feast of Tabernacle. Yes, and and home as soon as I finished the Feast of Tabernacle, I flew to India. Yeah. Uh, within three days, uh, this uh, fire explosion happened. Uh, I, I was in the hospital, and uh, the early morning, the angel came to me why you are crying and then I asked uh, who are you and the angel not uh, didn't mention a name or person uh, but I know you I met you in Jerusalem so oh. then I realized that that's enough so I love Israel very much that. I stand and for Israel and may, may I mention mm. that there is a book around even in German language yes. which tells story. his story yeah. so you uh, could order it with ICEJ yeah, we have printed a book how God visited me and gave a second life after the gas explosion mm -hmm. in Russian language and English and German language mm -hmm. which you have and soon we are releasing in Hebrew also we're, we're not talking prosperity gospel or some sort of magic formula. We're just talking about a faith walk with God. Amen. That works. That he commands, bless Israel, and I'll be with you. And exactly. you you prove it even sitting here today. Yeah. And there's such potential in India. You brought a nice delegation with you here yes. to our international leadership exactly. conference from Chennai. Chennai and yes. they're very lovely people. And I know they're excited to start working for yeah. us there a lot of good yes Amen. but finally I can tell uh, always as uh, as for the promise of God there is always a uh, um, um, blessing is there but the yes. person should be come to stand and to pray for Israel. Amen. yes that's yes. enough yes yeah. gotta humble ourselves and and work for what God is working for. Amen. We want to now turn to Fine Detoka, who uh, is from the island of Fiji. She's been uh, active with our branch there, but she is now on our Jerusalem staff as the executive secretary to pre our president, Dr. Jurgen Bueller. And Fine, though, you are a powerhouse for the Lord and for Israel. You move in diplomatic circles. You were just back there uh, to help install the new Israeli ambassador in your region. I know that was quite an honor. But tell us, what is God doing among the Christians in the Pacific Islands 
towards Israel. Mm. We, we see him voting with Israel at the United Nations. Something there has had an impact for quite a few decades. Yeah. Anyway, um, yes. Shalom and um, Bula from uh, Jerusalem. Uh, it's an honor, David, uh, to be uh, yeah. part of uh, this uh, webinar today and uh, especially being amongst our national directors from the different regions and talking about Christian Zionism. Yeah. Uh, as uh, David has alluded to, as well as my fellow uh, colleagues here, um, it's, I would uh, firstly uh, say that uh, in Fiji, uh, the, well, the last census uh, that I read, we have about 70% of our population that are Christians. Mm -hmm. And uh, about 25% are Hindu, and uh, the rest are Muslims and others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So within that um, Christian population, the indigenous, we more or less have 90% of us mm -hmm. are all uh, Christians. And uh, we are blessed that in uh, our history says in 1830, when Fiji, when our forefathers laid down all their clubs and spears and all this, yeah, uh, war equipments, traditional war equipments, because we were known as, you know, cannibal country. I don't want to say that, but that's a fact. But looking at what God did, and we acknowledge the London missionaries, mm -hmm. those that came and brought the light, the gospel truth to us. So Christian uh, Fiji became a Christian nation. And so with that, having that as a background, uh, for us, I can speak for myself. And uh, of course, I have two colleagues here uh, from Fiji too, uh, part of ICJ, uh, Harry and Kalera Dirumewasa. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say uh, we were raised mm. from, uh, you know, right from home on a Christian, uh, uh, on Christ as, as a Christian, sorry, as a Christian, we were raised in a Christian family. It was a norm at the time that everybody goes to church every Sunday, attends Sunday school, uh, everything, even devotions at home. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, even in the, I would say, in the villages, uh, every evening, the lolly beats, you would hear that. I would say similar to a um, shofar being blown. It's a call to worship. It's a call to come and pray together. So our, we were raised like that, uh, knowing the truth about Yeshua. Uh, more, I would say uh, all of us, every Fijian uh, that was raised from Fiji knows you mm. know, Christ, knows that they are Christian. Oh. But, but the question is, you know, when we were growing up and mm. we realized, Ah, no, this is a different thing, you know, it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. But other, other than that, it was just a religious thing. And uh, David, I would say that uh, for me, and uh, you know, like others, um, it was always in our dream to come to Israel mm -hmm. and be part of, you know, mm -hmm. like really living out or seeing, uh, living out places or experiencing where Jesus walked. And so, when ICJ Fiji was first established in uh, 1993, and we had the, uh, the then national, international director, Lukov, mm -hmm. here visiting, mm -hmm. um, that was the first time for his trip across to yes. the ends of the earth, I would say. Yes. He, in fact, there was a prophetic message 
Yeah, and this prophetic message has been uh, something that rings in most of us that were there. I had just graduated too and just started work. Mm. I'm talking about 1993, mm -hmm. and uh, ICJ Jerusalem uh, was established in 1980. So Fiji was, you know, first, uh, we, we were first established in 1993, and there was a prophetic word he said uh, when he came. Uh, he said, you know, Israel is the time clock, yeah, but Fiji, you are the anchor. <laughs> I mean, that word continues to ring in most yes. of us. Till now, we say that, but I would say it's come to a fulfillment for me personally, being here, mm -hmm. because of the call of God for us mm -hmm. as a nation. Yeah, and uh, I would say for the ICJ Fiji branch, uh, part of our, um, our vision, our mission, uh, mission uh, and um, yeah, aims and objectives of the ICJ uh, in Fiji is uh, similar. We align ourselves with the uh, aims and objectives of uh, the headquarters in comforting its people, but in other ways. One, I would uh, pick out uh, one in particular, you know, reaching out, uh, reaching out to advocating about, uh, advocating about the vision here to the churches back at home and uh, the ICJ Fiji has been doing monthly activities, uh, monthly church services where we partner with the mm -hmm. local churches in sharing to them uh, why stand with Israel, why we need to, you know, why we need to be supportive of Israel. And then, besides the church, we've also tried to influence our government. And uh, we've been doing a good job over there. And recently, like uh, uh, you've mentioned, uh, it was an honor. It was an honor for us as the ICJ uh, Fiji branch um, to host the new Israeli ambassador, Ambassador Roy Rosenberg, um, to Fiji. And he's also the ambassador, uh, not only for Fiji, but to the Pacific Islands. Uh, uh, we hosted a big uh, welcome reception. Um, it was, an, like I said, it was an honor since uh, government was unable to, you know, welcome him at that time because of uh, things that were happening there. ICJ Fiji took it upon itself to host the Israeli ambassador, and we invited government leaders. Mm -hmm. We also invited church leaders. We invited our community leaders. And uh, we also got in um, those that had studied here in Israel, uh, our mashav students, our medical uh, students, who are now senior uh, medical officers in the part, all parts of Fiji. We also got in um, our rugby boys that uh, are playing here. This is how you war today, so, Yeah, <laughs> so I must say, um, I, I see God using us, especially from the islands, uh, in, uh, even in the area, the sp you know, the sports field. Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, uh, sports diplomacy or kingdom sports. This is a call, a unique call of God for us. Yeah, because this is how we would even read, we would even share the gospel, you know, indirectly to our people here in Israel. Um, just to say, I, w I was honored, uh, you know, to be um, up there in uh, Tel Aviv watching our Fijian boys uh, play rugby, of course, with uh, some of our stuff from our ICJ, and uh, afterwards seeing them mingle and even sing, sing a chorus, sing, you know. In, in uh, the midst of all the mm -hmm. 
our Israelis, you know, Israelis, it was a blessing. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of exciting things that God is doing. And another area, David, I would say, we have our soldiers that here are in here the, in Unifil. In Unifil. Uh, 1978 was our first battalion uh, that were based in um, Lebanon. So 1978, they were here first. And then 1980, ICJ established itself here yeah. in Jerusalem. But what I'm saying, since 78 until 19, um, I think just 2000, and uh, I've got to get that uh, date right, where Fiji pulled out from uh, Lebanon, all those years, our Fijian soldiers had the privilege of coming freely <laughs> to Israel, yeah. you know, just crossing the border from Lebanon. the border, but yeah. they didn't really come down here. And so Jerusalem. the support for Israel comes naturally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. They are there. To even stand, you know, yeah. with Israel. Yeah. Uh, I remember how our military officers would say, you know, uh, jokingly, yeah, we are, we've always told our Israeli friends, we are here, you know, we mm. would always, when you pull out, we'll pull out. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. When Israel pulled out from Lebanon, Fiji too pulled out. <laughs> but now, Fiji soldiers are in uh, Golan Heights mm. and uh, besides uh, uh, Sinai in Egypt. Uh, and nothing else. You'll be. Um, I'm sure some of you may have witnessed that during the Rosh Kodesh, they were part of it. Uh, they know that God has called them not only to be peacemakers uh, in the physical sense, but to be, uh, to be that spiritual, you know, um, uh, what shall I say, a spiritual uh, uh, watchman too, yeah, in uh, providing uh, peacekeeping duties out there. So the support for Israel, of course, is there. And I just uh, want to also mention here, uh, even though um, sadly sometimes uh, it's a pressure for us, particularly Christians, when we uh, hear or read in the news that our government did not uh, vote for Israel at the UNGA meeting, but all they did was uh, Abstain. abstaining. Uh, and for us, abstaining is like, no, it. yeah. Uh, uh, we've had, uh, I acknowledge our national director, Master Mika, and uh, you know, the hardworking executive office uh, uh, members that have been uh, uh, visiting our leaders, mm -hmm. and that's the only way that they've been doing, trying to advocate, you know, the need, mm -hmm. the spiritual uh, significance of us mm -hmm. standing with Israel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I must say, Fiji, the support for Israel is just there. <laughs> Yes. And I and all through the islands. All through the islands. It's not only Cook Island, Samoa. Uh, you go to any gathering in a Christian event, you always see the national flag and the Israeli flag. <laughs> so you know yeah. Yeah, so, um, Fine, it's you. very very interesting. Thank you for that. It's very interesting. I know uh, our brother David Silo sort of mentioned it in how we try to find ourselves in scriptures as Gentiles and people among the nations, how many Africans, when they read Egypt, they read Africa in the Bible. They see that and Jesus came and he, he escaped to uh, Egypt, which is Africa, and we exactly. help preserve him and all this. And you talk about how the, uh, you know, the gospel go out to the ends of the earth. I know mm -hmm. in the Pacific Islands, it's the, the scriptures about the island shall wait for your law and the preaching of the gospel. Fiji is exact opposite of the earth from, from Jerusalem. I know Gottfried, uh, uh, you know, many German Christians where it talks about 
that the sons of those who once oppress you will come and bow at your feet, humility, help, care, mercy. Uh, you identify with this. I know, uh, uh, Brother Danny, you know, to have this, this visitation from an angel in the midst of your worst moment and just burned all over your body, and he says he, he saw you, he knew you from all your visits to Jerusalem. This is all very touching, how we all find ourselves in Scripture, and we find ourselves really answering that call of the, the prophetic call where God says in Isaiah 49, I'll beckon to the Gentiles and uh, they'll bring your, uh, the, your sons on the, in their arms, daughters on your shoulders, their kings shall be your foster fathers, queens your nursing mothers. They're going to come and bow at your feet, not as a sign of worship, but as a sign of humility and saying your long journey among the nations and your suffering, it's over. And then Israel, you know that the Lord is God. We know this global reach of Christian Zionism, more and more Israelis are finding out about it, they're learning about it. We have another testimony this week here at our International Leadership Conference. We have uh, 250 Christians from around the world participating in it in person or online from over 75 nations, all officially affiliated with the Christian embassy, either from our branch offices or from our represent our appointed representatives in these nations. In each of these countries, it's actually the local ministries, the local leaders of the body of Christ who are carrying this. It's not some, you know, Western bringing some white Western uh, Christ, some white Jesus. <laughs> they, God has touched every one of our lives and it is the testimony of the local believers now carrying this and that you know your cultures, you know your people, you know where they are and we just see uh, tremendous things ahead and we're trying to reach, uh, a, you know, build a, an expression of support. The vision of the Christian Embassy is to build and establish a, a uh, practical expression of support for Israel in every nation on earth. We're in a region of about 170 countries now, and the uh, running parallel that with that is a vision to reach every segment of Israeli society with an expression of the love of Jesus for them through our practical works. And uh, we're just excited gathering here this week for the first time after Corona to be with this global fellowship, the body of Christ from all over the world who not only serve Jesus because of what he's done in his, our, our, our lives, but because we know he's the king of Israel. And he's, they, will, they don't know it yet, but they will one day. And this is an exciting to be a part of it. And we just bless you from Jerusalem, all of us joining together to say shalom from Jerusalem. Jerusalem. God bless you. God bless you. Bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next Thursday at 4 p.m. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on our social media pages for more exclusive ICJ content.